Hello, my name is Adam Dignan, and I want to talk to you about how urbanization has affected owl populations, specifically the barred owl. Now, you may wonder why this is important, or if owls are even around in cities and towns. And to tie that curiosity together and explain what made me ponder this myself, I'd like to tell you a story. One night this summer, I was laying in my bed with the window open. It was late, and there were no sounds, just the light of my phone as I was lost in the black hole that is YouTube videos. While I was laying there, I heard a sound that was different from the other sounds outside. Now, I lived by a small stream, so I get the usual frogs and such, but knew this was different. This bird came back every night for about a week, and I put together that it had to be an owl. I mean, who else would be up at night? So, one night I decided to do a little investigation on YouTube and found out that it was a barred owl. Now, I live in a pretty populated area, way outside where you would think an owl lives. In fact, when most people think of owls, they think of creepy dark forests, not in their backyard. This reality is changing in some areas, though, as the forests become fragmented or destroyed for the advancement of humanity. Whether for resources or for territory expansions, this means that many owls are now having to learn to adapt to a changing environment. It has been seen that the fragmentation of forests tends to reduce the diversity of raptors, hawks, owls, eagles, etc. in an area. This means that the more forest is broken up into smaller pieces, the less types of these predatory birds will remain in the area. We can use Charlotte as an example. By doing a simple Google search, you can see how much the city has grown and expanded in the past hundred years. As the city has expanded, animal and bird species have had to move or adapt, including the star of our show, the barred owl. The barred owl is a native species of North Carolina. They stay in an area or territory for their entire life, meaning that their territory must meet their needs or they could die. So as cities expand and resource demands increase, the less areas meet the requirements for the survival of these species. All is not lost though, as studies have shown that the barred owl has learned to adapt. It was found that there was a population thriving in wooded suburban areas, having higher reproductive success and populations living in forests. While the suburban population had less trees for nesting opportunities, they did have a more stable and guaranteed food source from smaller birds and mammals that are attracted to the bird feeders people use. So in a trade-off, they lose some of their tree coverage, but in return have a greater amount of prey species. Now we all know trees are important, but for barred owls, they're even more important. Barred owls are larger birds of prey, which means that they need to make bigger nests. So large, well-grown trees are their choice. But as trees are removed for development, these types of trees disappear. Specifically about older trees is that they prefer to nest either in the holes in trees or within abandoned red shoulder hawk and crow's nests that also prefer these larger, well-developed trees. Now that we know the owls are not just living out in the creepy dark forest, maybe even in your backyard, what actions can you take to protect them? Well, there are a couple things you can do, whether changing the way of getting rid of pests to habits at night or even building or hanging nesting boxes. Part of living in any type of dwelling is pests. Sometimes they're just simple small bugs that involve no real chance of poison or harmful chemicals. Other times, however, these pests could be rodents. 
People have a couple options in this case, calling in an exterminator, buying mechanical traps that kill the pest outright, or poisons that may take some time to finally kill the pest. Studies have found that owls in areas where pesticides and rodenticides are used are susceptible to secondary and tertiary poisoning. What this means is that they either eat the animal or insect being poisoned, or have eaten another animal that ate the poison in animal or insect. Now sometimes the poison will not outright kill the owl. It can lead to defects in their reproduction. The side effects can be anything from decreased reproduction, eggshell thinness, or eggs simply not hatching. Other things that can be done is to turn off lights outside if you're not out there so that the owls can roam more freely. Remember, owls hunt at night because they are trying not to be seen. And your porch light being on can ruin their hunt and also run up your electricity bill. You can also build nesting boxes if you believe there is an owl somewhere in your neighborhood. Obviously, these aren't your run-of-the-mill birdhouses. They are going to have to be a bit significantly larger. And this will provide a safe place for the owl to nest if there is a lack of nesting areas in the area. And if you live somewhere with many pest species, these new neighbors will quickly begin putting their population back in check. I hope you learned a lot about the barn owl. And remember, just because you can't see one doesn't mean they are not around. Thank you for listening.